<sighs> I don't even know where to start. Ingari, Katima taki to mehi kia koe te tungani, whakawātea i ākoe anō i tēnei rā. Tētehi ōku pauwhirinaki i a tāua i te reo irirangi, a hoki he hoa wānanga, he ruku hohonu ki ngā puna o tō tāua ao Māori. He āwhina i au i te rangi nei, te whakariterite. And probably very familiar to a lot of people around the motu, probably around the world, for so many different reasons. You do so much. And so I think to start off, um, you can introduce yourself how you like, and then we'll flow with the kōrero from there. Nō reira, kei a koe. guessing name on ngā mea whakarite. Enari. Kwa, kwa tutuki, kwa tutuki. Uh, nō reira mihi ana, uh, ki a koe ana. Uh, nau anoi, karanga mai ki a hau, ki a, ki a uru mai ki roto i te kaupapa kore nō nei. Uh, nō reira, ko Josh te kani tōko ingoa. Um, Heuri tēnei i tipu mai kai roto i a tauranga moana, me ona wai koe ora. Um, Enari, ko whātoro atu ki te, te tai rāwhiti, te taha tōku pāpa. He Stainton Haukamau, he Delamere no tēnei, ki te taha tōku māma, he uri tēnei no ngā kāhui maunga, no Whanganui, no Tūwharetoa, Ngāti Tū, te āti haunui a pāpārangi, tēnei anō e mihi atu nei. He uri o maua maunga no e noho iti nei, Kei roto i tēnei wahanga, nō reira e mihi ana. Yeah, I don't know, other than that, it's pretty humbling to hear the, the, um, the mihis too, to kick off our kaupapa. Um, Finally, after yeah. a bit of yeah. <laughs> dramas with the prep. <laughs> yes, yes, but we, we held fast, mm. and um, yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to be here, to be honest. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you for having me. No, yeah. it's so good to catch up and to see you in person, yeah. especially since we can, post-lockdown yeah. and busy schedules. You do a lot. And I just want to go back to the uh, mihi I started with and how people will know you. You're pretty popular and for so many different things because you have many different portai you wear. Um, but maybe most notably the different atamira or the different stages that you... <laughs> Uh, own or that you make your presence felt, um, including with kapahaka mm. uh, on the marae and what well, my tāne most <laughs> fondly uh, <laughs> associates with you uh, with one love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how do you manage all of those different roles that you have or different passions and ways of? expressing yourself or living your life because it seems pretty cool outside looking in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a good question because uh, I think half the time when we're in these spaces and on these atamira, we don't, don't know how, how we end up there and sometimes how to, how to handle those situations. But I, I think the, no matter what, what environment it is, it's... It's it's kind of being living in the moment, 
<laughs> spreading wings a little bit and um, yeah, putting a trust, I suppose, in the process and then yeah, in your and what we, we carry into these different spaces, I think. That's that's the the cope for half the time. Um, hopefully it doesn't come off to spring chicken in, in most of those spaces. Because I, I do find that I, I, I um, am, am pretty settled in, um, in those arenas you're talking about. Um, haven't always been, um, but I've grown to be settled in those spaces now. Yeah, I think all of those spaces have—they have one thing in common. They're—they're they're all around communication, and and um, yeah, I suppose when I found I had a passion for that for communication. There, there were some great people around me at the time, at the beginning there, and um, as they do, they just act as an example, as a tawira, yeah. for you to kind of step into that space. And, and, and fortunately too, they those those sort of people around me kind of um, pushed me forward and encouraged me to kind of step up in those spaces. And they end up being stepping onto stages like you're talking about. So yeah, as far as handling it, I think now I can kind of look back and go, it's cool, cool as now, kind of know the know the ropes. Um, but yeah, you can never, you're kind of never too prepared, you know. You never mm. know how it's gonna how it's gonna swing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like that. And you talk about the encouragement, and I'm assuming here that it wasn't a you can, wasn't always a you can do this. You have these skills a b and c mm. what did that look like and especially because there are probably other people passionate about communications or passionate about different things maybe see you as a role model for something they want to do mm. but oftentimes encouragement can come in forms that we may not be used to like yeah. a growling or <laughs> the tone is a little harsh to our liking. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Had a few of those moments. I think a lot of the encouragement for me comes when, and I don't want to, I think it's a want of better words than assuming, but people, they kind of grant you the space to to step into. You know, they, they almost overconfidently um, say hey, and you'll do this, and this is your space, and it's it's almost that that whole throw the throw throw the um, the puppy in the water, either sink or swim sort of thing. And I think that is a way of encouragement too, because kind of shows that people see a quality within you, and they know you'll swim. And it might seem daunting, um, but it is it is actually an encouragement. That person believes in you, so they go. Oh yeah, and you you will step onto the stage and speak to thirty thousand people, whatever it might be. Um, so I think half the time the opportunities become encouragement, and then you're kind of just left up to encouraging yourself, I suppose. <laughs> but that is it is an encouragement too. Mm. It is encouraging when people go, "Cool, you've got what it takes," and mm. and they and they put you in that place because half the time we don't want to step in there, um, even when we're kind of sure of self. And I do find myself waiting for people um, to open that space. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But I do find that that's an encouragement for me. Mm. When I look back, I go, well, actually, they put a whole lot of trust in me to, to step in there and take that role, whatever it might be. Um, and that's encouraging, I think, because that's encouraging for you to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, especially if, it, if, if you pull it off. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> then you go, oh, no, yeah, they believed in me. They, they made the opportunity happen. I stepped in. Mm. It went well. Phew. And I can do it again. And then and then you do it again and again. And that, I think that's the kind of encouragement that has has definitely helped me to step into those spaces. So it is kind of op- seizing opportunities and, and, and things like that. I yeah. suppose that comes with a bit of surety of where you are and what you bring to the table and what you handle. But yeah. Yeah. That stuff is encouraging. Have there been moments where you haven't pulled it off? How have you managed those? And then how do you balance? I'm familiar with the feeling when people believe in you so much that you're like, oh, yeah, I can actually. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it too. <laughs> but, yeah. then, but, but then there are times <laughs> where like, their judgment is off. Because <laughs> yeah. actually... Like I find for me sometimes, like I actually don't have the skills yet or I'm mm. not the right person. So as much yeah. as you believe in me and sometimes it's like, a, I don't know if it's an ego thing or mm. don't want to say no to them because of who it is. Yeah. That you agree to take it on and then maybe don't pull it off as well as you could have if you were honest with yourself or yeah. up front. Yeah. 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 So Either you, you were or they were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that yeah, it's definitely like many have stepped into a space and 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 not killed it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I suppose you do you do come out of the other side and you're kind of like um, relieved that it's over more so. Mm. Um, it can be a setback, and it probably should be, you know. Um, mm. Or a step back, maybe, Ooh, maybe not a, a step back, because um, you know, then you then you can kind of do a bit of self-reflecting and go, well, actually, um, I I could have bowed out at this stage, or I could have I, I could have made it more privy that I, I'm not quite there at this point to to be able to um, excel in that space or whatever it might be, or mm. facilitate in that space. Usually, it's those kind of high-pressure situations, mm. but I mean. Before long, and I suppose it is the people around you too, well, they're going to brush that off quicker than you will. And they're going to go, yeah, here's another opportunity, go, you know, step in. And so if you if you don't take the opportunity to kind of step back and go, okay, self-realize and then do a bit of growth here and kind of get my stuff together here, <laughs> then, you know, when those opportunities arise again, you kind of won't be ready again. And, and, and I suppose I don't want to, I try not to find myself in those spaces where mm. there'll be a repeat of that. And we all do too. Like when we come away and we haven't quite come up to measure, we go away and we go, okay, I need that, I need this, and I need this tool. Okay, now, and if that happens again, and sometimes it does, you get another opportunity and you go, mm. cool, bang, you step in, you step up onto the stage and you kill it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a go-to system you've refined to be able to do that? And especially how a setback or step back has a negative connotation to it. Mm. Like, I think we're falling in love with forward momentum or, you know, like going somewhere. And so anything that's not in that direction is a negative thing. When actually, how can you take an honest reflection, I think, of yourself and how you could have handled the situation better or handled yourself better. Yeah, um, process. I have uh, um, the blessing of having a confidant in my wife. So I often will debrief 
not just the things that um, don't when they don't work out, but really debrief when they do. But yeah, when they don't, I think I you know I think I have a, a blessing there in being able to um, break it down myself. And quite often, it's it might not be to get advice from that person, but the process of kind of divulging it and getting it out lets you kind of get through the icky details of it and do a bit of realization there and 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 kind of humble yourself in that space too Um, because it's kind of only in that humility that we 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 find space to grow because otherwise we're just like arrogant me and oh no it was it was their fault and it was Hannah's fault her mics weren't ready and like (laughs) all these excuses you know you have all the excuses under the sun and then that's when we don't do any self-growth and then we can't equip ourselves to come back and kind of hit it again because that that kind of sideways movement is all good too mm. <laughs> and I don't just say that because I'm a papa <laughs> um, but it, that's okay you know mm. um, papakas never step backwards so we kind of always can go around it and then yeah. get the things we need to be able to get back on track yeah so I think that's definitely a big part of my process is debriefing um, has it always Yes, I, I've 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 been really fortunate to have Fakawa in my life to always be that. I think as well as that, I've, I've I have had the privilege of having some awesome mentors, but quite often when you when you hold people in such high esteem, you won't always talk about the things where you're lacking. You kind of always find yourself talking about, oh, um, you're great, and oh, I think I'm great enough to be around you and learn from you, you know? So you don't always go, oh, far out, I absolutely flopped here, and how do you think I can do better? Mm. Um, so that that might be a bit of a tip for somebody else to, <laughs> to kind of seek that kind of advice for your mentor too when you're not doing so good. But um, mm. as, lo- as long as it's a person you can you can, you can trust to, to just take whatever's coming, you know, and and give you space to process it. Because sometimes people can be too quick to to go, oh, I've got the answer to that. Yeah, here it is, you know. Whereas you, I, I wasn't telling you to kind of get the answer. I just I just want you to listen for a bit and let me find that. Because um, often when we find the, the truth ourselves, it actually does something. When mm. someone tells us, again, the arrogance can come and kind of block your ears or whatever or let it just go one and one out (laughs) and it's quite a beautiful realization too when you share or you offload and then you find the answer yeah something clicks yeah and then so if someone else someone else can't kind of click it for you you know it's and then if they try like jams or trying to stick with that analogy i know sometimes when that's happened to me like i feel robbed of like I was almost there. <laughs> or it's like I already know that's what the next step is, yeah. but I just want to offload this part first, get it out. Absolutely. And then Absolutely, I'll get man. Um, and it is. See, it's. I mean, again, our whānau out there may be in a better position where they they're able to take real sound advice, no matter what form it comes in at what time. I'm definitely a person that tries to do that, but I can't say it always happens. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sometimes it's I learn the easy way, and sometimes it takes a little bit, a few knocks before I kind of realize myself and go, oh, okay, let's not try that again. <laughs> um, or oh, I've got a I've got a gap here. Let's let's fill that and and kind of supplement that or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. So that, I suppose that's the only thing I can really identify in my process. And then maybe to add to that is just 
I talk to myself a bit too. Um, like I talk out loud, I'll talk out loud. I find that really helps too, and it might be just because I'm a communications nerd. Um, but if I can talk through it, I'll even nitpick that that narrative to myself to find the right words to really clarify it for myself. And I talk it into space or off my deck or wherever I might be um, to myself. And that I find that helps me too, yeah. just to clarify it. Because I, I mean, I love all, but I really like um, concise, real quali quality all. you know, mm -hmm. where things just fit and they are describing it the way I'm feeling it. Um, yeah, I don't always get there. Sometimes I'll just waffle until I'm, <laughs> it makes sense, right? But yeah, sometimes to myself, especially when I'm trying to find some understanding, I'll, I'll talk it back and go, is this it? And I'll go, no, that's not quite it. And I'll kind of remodel and go, no, it's actually like this. It turns a corner here and yeah. it should sound like this. Yes, that that's more the nail on the head. Yeah, so that's just my own little process I go through. <laughs> is I, I, I have somebody that I can speak to at those times and then I can, I can kind of talk to myself as well. And I'll just know when it fits right, when it feels right. Mm. I think that's the other part, which might be more of a spiritual check it's like well yeah of course it's you should have gone this way because this value tells you to do that too yeah. and so i'll go oh yeah well there's the, definitely yeah. the lesson there <laughs> might be a tohu as well that goes with that um and i'm a little bit that way inclined to so i tend to do a bit of that as well just mm -hmm. to make sure i'm being guided on the right path yeah 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 so cool and at different parts i've thrown your way you've always mentioned the people around you or your support network in that way and how have you gone about attracting those people or those people finding you in different ways and I'm sure some of them know you in all different phases of your life or some mm. in particular ones or some just recently like you and I pretty much when I started at yeah. the radio station oh, and you need high trust Especially yep. if you're going to debrief about what's on your mind and yeah. on your heart. How do you, for want of a better word, choose who that support network is or what that looks like? Yeah. I kind of feel like there's a wide network of people that keep you standing, you know. Um, they're like your root system. And then, but I do feel like the, um, I suppose the key people and the confidants and the people that um, help to guide you in my life in particular, there are a lot fewer of them in my life. I haven't really got a lot. Um, I find they're always the same old trustworthy people I can, like I said, I can unload on and and that I can really glean from. And it's the, the people that obviously that we admire in a space that we go, yes, I, I, I trust that they've got whatever that quality is down. I'm definitely going to listen to their advice. So again, those people kind of dwindle that, dwindle that number down again. Kind of for mentors, and this is pretty, uh, but all my mentors have died. Like all of them have passed away. And it's, you tend to lean into the, the understandings they gave even more mm. um, as, as you kind of go through life without them. Um, where you meet points where they just would have been key 
mm. you kind of ha- you, you're you're now in a place where you have to rely on what they've said in the past in those positions, mm. and it's been a I mean that's I really struggled with that in the first instance too, because I've had really four four really great mentors in my life, mentors. There's other people in that support network too who are like pillars of strength and puna aroha and those sort of people in your network. But for kind of like tauira, for example, sitters, they're really important too to have in your life as well. And if you've got them in your life, then definitely hold on to them and cherish the words that they have to say. But yeah, I, I just got a little bit eerie at one stage where all of my real mentors, who I would call a mentor, they just they just started dying away, mm. one after the other, and and I suppose just recently with the loss of Korokehi, he was like a person like that. Um, we have um, Poa Pirishasha, who was another really great stalwart and pillar in my life, and a, and a mentor as well. And he actually took on the responsibility of a mentor too. So he would find opportunities to give me sage advice. And I was just like absolutely blessed by it. Awanuyarangi Black was a big um, mentor in my life. And we Ngātoko was another one. And funny enough, the same way we came together in radio um, was kind of how me and Wiparata spent so much time together too. Those people can be, they can be far and few between as well and, and quite few in number. I suppose the crux there is just to glean as much as you can from them whilst you have them. Mm. And it's and I have found now too that it's okay not to have mentors. That's okay too. What yeah. was that maramatanga like? Uh, like that how did you that was the struggle I kind of mentioned, yeah. Because I think we, we, get, we get really set on um, following an example of somebody who's already in that space. But... To be, to be straight up, especially for, for our generation and the generation um, before us and um, hopefully not the generations after us, but we have had a lack of really great examples too when I talk about like generation-wise mm-hmm. and the generations ahead of us. There's, don't get me wrong, there's some amazing people still, but for a lot of the qualities that I always look for in a leader – a lot of them just weren't around. There was just a big gap, and, mm. and, and it may have come about from all sorts of things, the, the um, lack of real for a certain generation above us, um, the, the, the kind of lack of, a, of capacity, cultural capacity that came with that, um, settlement, all of those things mm. have kind of affected our leadership that we've had in place at d- different times. And for me, that kind of created a loss in, in ideal leaders as well for for myself it did too anyway yeah the opportunities you have to have those great examples in your life they just kind of always haven't always been there for especially for our generation and so i suppose i got set on like cool here's my mentors i'm i and and when you have a great mentor you do you start to fly you know sooner than you would have by yourself and um i've i've been privileged to have that um for a number of years and and, you, and, and while the sun's shining, you make hay sort of thing, you know, so absolutely soaring. And then, and then yeah, you, hit, you might hit a point where that person might pass away and there's just this void, you know, mm. you're kind of left in this void. And if you're looking around and the options aren't really there, you're kind of like, well, now what? You know, I'm, I was doing really great. It's kind of a little bit self-centered. 
following the example of these great people and now they're gone so what do i do what do we do and we've seen that happen on our pipeline right you know like mm. it's a common issue around aotearoa was our pipeline numbers have have been diminishing i won't say they're still diminishing i don't want to claim that <laughs> <laughs> when there's a lack of you can try to to fill that void and and look for the for the next ideal example and hopefully you have them within your network and you can draw close to them but there was just a point there where two of those great mentors in my life passed like pretty quickly back to back and for leadership example i was just kind of left yeah in a space of just unsurety mm. then you're forced into a position of just relying on on, on what they've already given and you're just hoping that it'll be enough and that and that's kind of when you have to step onto those stages in their place in their stead some of the times because mm. they may have been key parts in your community so now they're gone and the next person to step in there is now required to be you right and so you're just going cool fingers crossed hope we've got this <laughs> and and you step in and um and and I suppose that we talked about the sink or swim stuff after a certain amount of time doing that people may start to refer to you as as that leader in that space mm. now and and it's not it's not to kind of build up our head and our self esteem but it is to uh, kind of grow confidence in ourselves that we can we have the ability and we've been um privileged to receive some of the traits and and um skills we need to kind of persevere in that space in the stead of those people that may have passed on now i've come to a point where i feel it's okay you know it's okay that i haven't found for myself um people to replace these people i only just well lost one recently but when you go for a certain amount of time without those great people you don't persevere you're you're not just doing it all by yourself you obviously got your support network there too but yeah you're kind of constantly gleaning back on the on the marama tanga they'd given you yeah. previous years and it just becomes okay i won't say that you're just okay but mm. before long you you're okay in that space you're floating and you kind of catch your breath in the cold water and go okay we're we're right we're right head above water we're cool and um and you get through it knowing that other people are relying on you now in that space mm. too that 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 does a bit to encourage you cuz you then you start to forget about self and you're going oh actually I I need to do this for the next people right yeah and so then that takes the heat out of it and then you just actually start to pedal the walk I suppose after that mm. but yeah it, I can definitely say that was a there's a moment in my life where just that great loss of leadership for me was like a real as a real crux point you could either pivot and and kind of let the world cave in on you or you could go the other way and hopefully persevere mm. yeah Don't know where I was going with that, but we got there. <laughs> Love that corridor and can see parts of my own mm. hiding a relating to that <laughs> or parts of it. And I think like you're saying you had four main mentors uh, or people who set the example or set the standard mm. that you wanted to embody yeah. or make your own. And then you've also had some experience Where it's just been you and you've just had to rely on your memory of what they've shared yeah. kind of and so I was wondering if you had any advice or any could be total to people who 
may not know what it feels like to have a mentor mm. or might be searching for someone to be that or maybe they're in that same phase in their life where their mentors have passed away or something else might have happened and their directions changed and they're in limbo almost. Yeah. Like how would you advise they navigate that space? Or? There might be a better word for mental, but we, we get where we're going with that. It's just someone really influential in your life. They, they, take, they take time to become that. You know, so it's really hard to kind of search the room and go, oh, well, he's got all the traits I like. That's well, he's going to be my mentor. So I would say the advice there, and and what I still try and do, um, because I can find my mentors not just in the elderly, which is generally where we'd like to look, especially a Tao Maori perspective. We're always trying to look to our the sage advice of our elders. But yeah, you can find mentors and people your age. You can find you can find mentors and people. Um, that might be younger than you and yeah it can come in many forms but I would say that what I try and do now is just align myself with people that um, I can see are working in a space especially with the same values yeah same values is definitely uh, a trait that I'm always on the search for and yeah just align with those those people that might be around you like that that you can see are kind of uninterred by anything else going on and they're just fully focused on that and it might be in a certain kaupapa it might be within te reo and they're just hammering it hammering tongs kind of no matter what um, and just kind of try and align align yourself alongside of those people, and that that takes time too. You know, you can't just like creep up on someone and be like, "Oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna just hang around you all the time." You, you, it takes time. You've got to you've got to make you definitely got to take the opportunities to be in the same space as them and grow a relationship because you've got to have a relationship with these people, right? Because um, otherwise, they're just people you admire, and that's cool too because they can still be. Uh, an inspiration for you um, but for a mentor yeah you want to have somebody that you've got a, a real sound relationship with and that's usually based on somebody that's um, embodying your values um, every day and so just try and align with them find some time with them take as many opportunities to be in that same space so if those people are at the manai we'll get to the manai if those, if those people, if you find those people um, in the arts, if you find those people in comms and communications and media, if yeah, if that kind of thing is what you're looking for, then go to those spaces and, and try and align alongside of those spaces as much as you can. And then doors will open, like opportunities will come where you might be able to find time with those people and, um, and then create a relationship with them and it's from that that, that it becomes more than that eh? it becomes mm. okay you know now we both know this is where we come together and we we and and for some of my mentors it was a, it was a um give advice to each other and for some of my mentors it was just go to their heels and just be like man i'll, I'll take whatever you got because <laughs> they were just so awesome yeah um but yeah that, that would be my only advice but it's okay to like I said, to not um, always have those people in your life. 
I do believe that, um, you know, with a lot of things within our whakapapa, um, we, we do have a lot of the traits and the attributes we need and a lot of the understanding is, is in how to carry ourselves better in those spaces. Mm. But we actually are already equipped. So don't feel too much pressure to have a mentor. It's okay. If you can, you definitely. But if you haven't got that kind of, I don't know, connection right now, it's okay. It'll come. Mm. But you've you probably got to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Be proactive about it. Yeah. And yeah. Not to the creepy point, but <laughs> be proactive. <laughs> <laughs> feel it out <laughs> and uh, really love that regard all about um, taking responsibility if that's what you're looking for yeah. like a mentor or other people to be uh, inspired by yeah um, to go to those environments where those people are yeah because I, I still I'm still working through that too you know like we see the memes and it's like you know the lions hang out with the lions or whatever they are I don't know how to say the actual quote but um, you know, like just having really great working people around you, and 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 both me and my wife are really conscious of that too. And we 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 have um, tried to action a lot of that, and just be around people that we find are, are really great people and are on a similar path, mm. or um, just that we're inspired by in their own world too. And it might not be something we can glean over, but we're just like that is awesome. We yeah. just want to support, and and I think we we find support in supporting others too. Mm. So. We are we are always always aware of that, you know. As long as we're trying to do that, I think it won't always happen overnight. But mm. you just try and take as many of the opportunities as you can. Yeah. Just quickly, I had a question. Like, I think that's the dream, especially like dream partner who's supportive, who can be your confidant, who you can debrief with, and they'll you know let mm. you do your thing and step in when they need to or they know you at that level and then having the mentors and support people Um, but have you are you willing to share if you've had any experience where you've had to decide like oh actually this relationship whatever level it's at it's out of alignment now Mm. or like where the values were aligned at the start yeah. But we've progressed so far along the path that it's not anymore. Yeah. Has yeah. that happened? And how do you manage that? Because I think if there's someone with different values, it's very easy, clear cut to be like, sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when, you know, there's kind of shared experiences, mm. shared history, and shared values, but at some point they kind of diverge a bit. Yeah. How do you manage that space? I can definitely support there is potential all the time in our relationships to grow apart. Most commonly it's values-based because I suppose all the mahi that we're doing comes from a set of core values that are driving us in that space or in that direction. And, and it's just that too, that maybe their, their core values are kind of driving them off in another direction mm. and you're heading this way. So that's absolutely normal mm. for starters, just so <laughs> if there's any of our whānau feeling like really stink about um, you're growing apart from people. Because I've always been a person that's had a lot of friends. Like uh, when I was at school, I had, a, I had a lot of friends, friends outside of my school, just I just like having friends, you know. We get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just like being friendly, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, your 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 kind of your priorities are the same. Kind of go through that part of life together, and it's only natural that you get to a point where um, you're growing off in your direction, and they're growing off in theirs as well. So that's all good. I can't say that I haven't struggled with that because I think in this in the same breath, I've held on to some relationships longer than I should have. Mm. You know, just because I I've, I may have had an obsession with just being a good friend. Um, and so you kind of do that even if it's a de- at detriment to mm. yourself and kind of your own well-being at times and your own set of values. Um, they can deter you, you know. Um, they can distract you majority of the time from doing what, you're, what you should be doing for mm. your own benefit. And I've, I've tried to hang on to them and I've just, I suppose I have gotten to a point where I, I haven't got the time not for that person, but I haven't got the time to put into those those values, that particular mm-hmm. set of core values. Time is the most precious thing that we realize. And so I've only got a certain amount of time and I need to put it towards the things that I believe are really valuable and really important. And so that's really what it comes down to. It's mm-hmm. not a real personal attack <laughs> uh, or discrepancy there. Mm-hmm. It's just going... I actually don't have the time and energy to be able to put into that because it needs to go here. It needs to be fed into here. It's really important that it gets fed here. Um, and that's why we call them values because we value them so much, mm. I suppose. And when we think, when we grasp that, we kind of feel okay. We feel okay then. And if you're really good at at your relationship, you may find yourself that you can talk through that, that particular individual mm. as well. And they're probably feeling the same, man. Yeah. Like, you know, they're probably like, yeah, you're one of my best mates, but we're like, man, I like doing this. And mm. you like doing that, obviously. So yeah. it's cool. And love you, leave yeah. you. It's cool, you know. Um, hopefully, that's the hope. <laughs> and sometimes it might not be like that. Mm. Sometimes it might be just like, man, I haven't, honestly, I haven't talked to him for the last seven months. And it's I feel okay about that. Yeah. And that might be just the realisation of it. The crux of that might be that you just find a bit of settling that, that that's okay too to to do that if, as much as you can though i would say for the sake of your relationships is to try and converse through that yeah. or communicate through that too so you're kind of like not burning a bridge <laughs> but, but you're just going cool i'm going this way you're going that way yeah. and that's cool mm. and all power to to us right yeah, yeah. Cool. I'll put that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> and especially like with social media, like a lot of influence on like um, if it doesn't align, cut it out of your life. Mm. Like such a hard swing towards yeah. doing that. And I think there are probably situations where that's appropriate. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. When it's definitely when it's not healthy. Yeah. It's I think toxic. there's nothing wrong with cutting cutting out cancerous tissue, right? You, yeah. It's it's going to only do you more harm. I mm. think, yeah, that's when you can take real drastic measures too to just cut people out. Yeah. I mean, it's not within our nature too, you know, mm. especially when we think about how we form relationships and the idea of um, connection through whakapapa, even, though if, even if it's not our totone, um, the way that we connect as Māori as well, it's never just a cutoff. It is talking through that and and kind of it's okay to grow apart. That, mm. that resonates with us more because well, one we're gardeners. <laughs> so my kuma yeah. doesn't growing this way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's never quite like just a yeah cut cut mm. you cut you off if we can help it. Yeah, yeah, 
I would recommend that for sure. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. And yes, we are gardeners, part of our whakapapa. And part of your journey has been bringing Te Reo Māori back to your whakapapa, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would you be able to talk a little bit through that? Like, when did you start to learn Te Reo? Why did you want to do that? Why did you want to pursue that? 